0: Welcome to the Monument Hunts Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimenoff. Have you ever been hunting for information when planning a trip, but didn't really feel like you had an insider's perspective on what to do and where to go? Well, I certainly have had that feeling. I love my home state of Nebraska and outdoor recreation, and when I can combine those two things together, I reach a stage of peacefulness that is unmatched. On top of that, it brings me a lot of joy when I get to share stories and give tips to folks looking to come experience Nebraska's outdoor recreation opportunities. Through this podcast, our discussions will cover topics of hunting, fishing, camping, and general outdoor recreation throughout all of Nebraska. Please sit back and enjoy today's discussion. Welcome to episode number 10 of the Monument Hunts podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimenon. Well, this week we're going to talk about hard water. No, not hard water in your house that causes all that scale in the showers and build up on your faucets. We're going to talk about frozen water, hard water. That's ice fishing. For you folks that are out there in the outdoors, you probably call a little hard water fishing. And if you are an ice fisherman, you probably have been told that you're crazy because individuals who don't understand ice fishing think that only crazy people like to go out and ice fish. And maybe to some extent that's true because ice fishing requires you to bundle up and get out there on a wide open space with very little protection from the wind. It's cold obviously because you need cold temperatures in order to have ice on the lake. And then you're going to work to drill an eight inch hole through the ice and drop a fishing line down there and hope that you can entice a fish to come over and bite that line from you growing up we did a little bit of ice fishing on a small we'll call it a pond although they call them lakes Uh, they're not really big they're fairly narrow At the deepest places, they might have been 12 feet in a hole. Most of it was five, six feet deep. In fact, one of my friends growing up lived off of this channel where you could just about jump across it. It was a little too wide for that. Maybe if you had a pole and kind of pole vaulted over it, you could do it. And I distinctly remember this channel was so narrow and shallow That when we had a drought, it completely dried up and fish were trapped in these little mud holes, and we were getting fish out of these mud holes. That's how this particular lake, we'll call it, was. It was private access only and it it was a lot of fun because there wasn't a lot of pressure there. But in the winter, we would get out there and do a little bit of ice fishing. We didn't do a ton of ice fishing, we didn't have You know, the setups that some of these folks do. In fact, if you happen to ever go to Minnesota, I was up there back in 2012 doing some work up there. They take their ice fishing very seriously. They get some pretty significant ice in the winter, so it requires a lot of good equipment. In fact, this guy I was talking to, he said they would basically take their camper out onto the lake and they would have a nice warm place to be, and some of these folks even had shacks like they were basically it was like a really nice little ice hut but it was a basically a shed that they would pull out onto the ice and they could take the floor out in a certain location and they could cut a hole through the ice once they had the hole in the ice they were free to fish in the comfort of their shack or ice hut or whatever you want to call it suffice it to say That These folks take their ice fishing extremely serious, and these were insulated and warm places to go ice fishing. And again, you're in the Great North, so guess what? Ice is thick, it's cold and windy, and you probably needed it just to survive if you were going to go out onto the ice. So to say somebody is crazy for being an ice fisherman, eh, you're probably not far off. But here's the thing. Ice fishing can be a lot of fun. Nebraska has a lot of opportunities for ice fishing. There are several keys that you want to take into account, though, before you get out there. First off, safety is the number one thing that you want to be aware of. Now, safety can go from as simply as having a buddy with you, making sure that you've got the right clothing on, making sure that you're staying hydrated and you've got first aid kits and whatever. But the thing is, before you ever step out onto the ice, you need to make sure you know how thick the ice is. Early season ice in the state of Nebraska, and when I say early season, I'm talking December, early January, and this year it might even be here into late January, Ice can be relatively thin and thin ice is bad ice because if you're out there and you do not have a good cover of ice, you are going to break through and fall into literally freezing water, which means there's going to be issues with hypothermia and you are going to risk your life. This is where it comes in for a buddy. So you should never go out ice fishing without a buddy. And the reason for that is the first person going out on the ice, especially if it's new ice, should be checking for thickness of ice. And the other person who's with them needs to make sure that they've got something that they can throw to that person if they happen to fall through. And they also need to stay 30 to 50 yards behind the person who's checking the ice because if you take a buddy out there with you and you both fall through the ice what was the point if you have a buddy with you the point is is you need to be separated so that in the event of an emergency one of you is still available to help the other one out okay so get through all the safety stuff you've got your Winter weather gear. You've got your buddy. You've got your picks. You've got your safety equipment, uh, whether it's you know a flotation device, ropes, or first aid kits. Whatever you've got, you need gear if you're going to go ice fishing. You got to have ice fishing equipment. Some folks will do tip ups. Other folks, in fact, I know my brother here a couple years ago. We stopped at Cabela's on our way out on a duck and goose hunt, and he bought some ice fishing rods. So, you know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of different options for you. You could get sonar. You can get imaging cameras for under the ice. There's a lot of different things. The thing is, is you don't need to spend a ton of money on gear. You need something, obviously, bait and tackle and whatnot to get out there and do some ice fishing. An auger of some type probably is going to be important although growing up on that lake that i mentioned more of a pond we didn't use augers we actually had my buddy's dad come out there with his chainsaw and cut a hole through the ice and then we just took and pushed the block of ice down and under and let it kind of float down and away from us underneath of the rest of the ice so those are things that you're going to need you need a way to get through the ice you need something to drop bait down to the fish now if you do have other gear like a fish finder or cameras or whatever that's really nice because you can get a visual on the fish as they're coming around your bait and seeing what's going on if you happen to see that you know they're coming by and they're just swimming past it and not even paying attention to it you know a couple of different things in terms of the fish's behavior they're not hungry or you're not putting the right bait in front of them whatever the case is you're learning information but if you don't have that it is not vitally important what you do need to know is when you're out there fishing where are you gonna go Just to go out there and pick a random spot on a body of water somewhere and drill a hole through the ice probably isn't going to do you a lot of good. Take, for example, the small lake slash pond of my buddy growing up. If we would have drilled a hole in, say, the channel that he lived on, we probably would have been fishing in, if we were lucky, a couple of feet of water in fact some winters that ice probably was solid to the bottom along that channel because it wasn't a deep channel i want to say it averaged probably three four feet something like that so not a lot of water there if we wanted to go fishing we had to go out into the more wide open area where we could find the deeper pockets and we knew where those pockets were so we could get out there and go but if you were say on lake mcconaughey here in nebraska and you just went out onto the ice and you drilled a hole in the ice or cut a hole in the ice, you might drop a line into a hole that's 160 feet down. Now, of course, you're probably right next to the dam if you're that far down, but here's the thing. You have some very deep areas where you could be dropping a line really far down and have absolutely nothing down there to drop to. So it's hard to say what would be going on. You need to take... And we've talked about this in a previous episode. You need to take your fishing information from the state and look at contour maps and understand where structures might be. And don't get yourself into a spot where you're going to be too shallow or you're going to be too deep. You want to find where the fish are going to be. There's some folks who will say fish are where you find them or you're they'll say you'll find fish where they are. But you need to be paying attention to where you're at. Don't just be random about what you're doing. Do a little bit of research beforehand. Or if you happen to be a very familiar angler with that water, you probably have a good idea where you're going. But again, make sure that the water is appropriate in depth for ice fishing. All right, so you've got a buddy to go fishing with. You've got the gear to go fishing, you've got safety equipment to go fishing, you know where you're going to go fishing and you know what locations at that lake or pond that you're going to go to. Are you set? Are you done? Probably not. So ice fishing is not just about going out there and fishing for whatever may come by. You can do a lot of different things when it comes to ice fishing you can target panfish a lot of people love to try and target crappie and bluegill through the ice perch as well if you're in the right areas but a lot of folks will also go after probably more commonly i should say folks will go after walleye and northern pike or musky those big toothy fish they're still pretty active in cold water and they are looking for food so that's what a lot of folks will go after are those toothy fish i've seen videos on facebook pages on youtube of folks catching just absolute giant northerns or walleye and they spend a long time making sure that they finesse the fishing line and the gear so that it comes up and they're not you know snapping a line off on the edge of the ice or something like that Not to mention, you get this big fish, let's just call it a 20 inch, no, let's call it a 26 inch fat walleye that you're bringing up, right? Just this massive fatty and you're bringing it up. You can't just pull it up. You've got an eight inch hole that you're going to bring this fish up through. So it's not like you're just going to pull it up or you're going to dip a net in there and pull it out of the water, right? So again, it takes finesse. You got to be careful about what you're doing and you're going to work the fish and it's probably going to be tired by that point in time. So when you get it to the hole, it'll be a little bit easier to maneuver the fish around and get it head up so that you can bring it up through and reach down and and pull it out. Clearly, you're not going to put your hands in its mouth, but you're going to grab around its gill plates, um, not into the gills, but grab it, pull it up out of the water. And if you're keeping fish, well they're not gonna go bad sitting on the ice if you're gonna release them that's fine as well you just wanna make sure that whatever you're doing that you if you're not going to keep the fish if you're gonna release it be careful not to injure it and don't keep it out of the water for very long because it's cold out there however other folks are thinking about different types of game fish maybe they're avid bass anglers well You can still catch fish that are your normal warm water fish through the ice. It's not as common to catch bass through the ice, but it is still possible if you're in the right conditions and you get the right bait presentation and everything else. Don't just limit yourself to thinking you have to go after walleye or northern pike or crappie or bluegill. You can think about other types of fish that are out there that may be something that If you get it through the ice, it's a rarer situation, and it would be a lot of fun, and it would make a great story for you. So, ice fishing is, it really comes down to the desire to be outdoors. Again, with ice fishing, you might be considered crazy by some friends and family, but that's alright. Be crazy, because getting outdoors and enjoying the outdoors It's just what we need to do. For me personally, getting outdoors and just being away from the hubbub of everyday life, getting away from technology and all of this, it's really my way of disconnecting to reconnect. And I feel a lot better about myself in the end. So don't forget when it comes to ice fishing, safety is your number one priority especially if you are going to take kids. The number one thing you wanna do is not take kids out onto ice that you don't know if it's safe or not. So make sure that you're out there and you figure out if the ice is safe before you take the kids out there. Make sure that you go out there with a buddy. That way, if something does happen, there's help immediately available to you And again, keep separation between you and that buddy and that you guys have the proper gear that if somebody falls through the water, you can help them get out. The other thing is, is the gear. You want to make sure that you've got the right gear to keep you warm and safe, as well as the right gear to get through the ice and do some fishing. If you happen to be fortunate enough to have an ice fishing shack, good for you. Down here in Nebraska, it's probably not going to get a lot of use because we don't get four feet of ice on our lakes like they do up in northern Minnesota. But you might have a smaller, lighter weight shack. Or I've even seen those kind of umbrella-like things that will protect you from the wind that's blowing strongly. So do something like that if you have it. Make sure that you're all set up with your gear and everything else. And then don't forget to study the water. You know, that's an important piece to know where you're going and what you're doing so that you're not just aimlessly drilling holes through the ice hoping for the best. Well, as always, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Monument Hunts podcast. I want to give a shout out to the BHA board members for the Nebraska chapter. If you guys are listening to this, thank you. I appreciate it. If you're not a backcountry hunters and anglers member already, go over to their website, join them. It's 25 bucks a year. You get a magazine from them and they do a lot of good to ensure that public access is maintained for us as outdoors folks, whether you're bird watchers, nature watchers, hikers, hunters, anglers. It's all out there and it's it's being protected for your access through backcountry hunters and anglers. Thank you again for listening. If you have questions, you can find me on the Monument Hunts Facebook page. You can find me on the Monument Hunts Instagram page at monument underscore hunts. Or you can email me at monument.hunts at gmail.com. Again, thank you for your time. And you enjoy the last few days of January before we hit February. And if you're getting out there ice fishing, good luck.